Welcome back to the Sunday Service, the only comedy podcast in Newcastle, and it is a very sad and somber day for one individual on this podcast. Yeah. I am in all-time depressedville. Instead of having a mad Monday, Taylor, I'm having a very sad Monday. Yeah. Let's rip the band-aid off, mate. How are you feeling? Dude, I tell you what this feels like. What? Have you ever been madly in love with someone Mm -hmm. and... The sun seems to shine a bit brighter. The grass is greener. Mm-hmm. That nice cool breeze is a little bit cooler. And then out of the blue, they're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm breaking up with you. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? Every- I thought everything was great. Mm. That's what this feels like. I feel heartbroken. Yeah, too. I thought everything was great. I thought I get along with your family. You fucking, I like your friends. Your friends like me. We were up by 20 with 25 to go. Yeah. Your younger brother thinks I'm a sick cunt. Like, what's going on, dude? I thought these were all great, great fucking things to move forward in this relationship. And then it just gets broken, dude. And then Nathan Cleary comes and fucks your girlfriend. Yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Then Nathan Cleary comes and plays the best 20 minutes of football almost anyone's ever seen in a grand final and fucks your girlfriend. Yeah. Fuck, cunt. Dude, I'm... I'm so depressed that I just I'm looking at this beer and I I don't even know if this is gonna help, dude. But well, there's only one way to find out. Let's go. Let's dude. go. Come on. Let's fire up. And this week on the pod, our good mates over at Malt and Hops have provided a very tasty, succulent-looking beverage called Hops on Ice. Now, this is a cold IPA. And if you want to know more about what makes it a cold IPA, I believe it has something to do with the temperature of what it's brewed at. But I'm no fucking brewer, dude. So don't ask me questions. You can ask Google, cunt. Figure it out. Taylor Coftry, cheers to you, sir. Cheers. Let's fucking bring this back, dude. Oh. Mm. That is what I needed, dude. I need more of this. Mate. Talk us through what happened last night. Oh, okay. So, Sunday morning I'd made arrangements to go pick up a new, brand new Samsung 75-inch television for for the Thick Dick of the Norse Big Day. Mm. So woke up Sunday morning to a phone call from one of my mates going, hey, bro, let's go pick this up. And I was a dusty rig. Yeah, well, yeah. We're talking maybe had like four hours of a drunken sleep type dusty operator. Jesus. So go and pick up the TV. Everyone's feeling fucking nervous, excited. Get the boys around. We fill the room out and... 
Fuck, dude, those, that first, like, 20 minutes, they defended so good and then mm. just let in that fucking shit try off the, off the kickoff, off the drop goal. Hey, what the fuck was that about, bro? Just Watching that, I want, I want to know because I don't know that much about rugby league. Is that, like, a thing that you're instructed to do for that guy's position in that moment or was that someone just being full-blown retarded? Uh, it's a combination of both. So they would have practiced that throughout the week heaps. They've been doing it all season. Heaps of teams have just adopted this short drop kick because from some rugby league experts, not me because I'm not one, obviously, they reckon it's easier to defend on your try line if you only give them like 10 metres to, to defend. So they're like, the lesser of two evils is like, we go for this short drop out. Mm-hmm. Best result, we get the ball back. Bad result is we have to defend. Worst result is... Your player knocks it back. The other cunt isn't in position to get the ball. He's two metres to the right. It lands on the ground and then Panthers pick it up and score. Yeah, that's mainly what I was talking about. Not the drop kick. I understand the drop kick. I'm, I've got that far. But my big one was big boy getting up, two clean hands on the footy. Let's retain possession. Chooses uh, to tap back. No one even there, bro. It's like he didn't even look at what before he went up to do it. And then just, there was no one there at all. And the person just ran in. Yeah, people like, should have been there. People should have been there? Yeah. So it's not just him being like getting hands on the fucking pill. Oh, And he, then not, like just take the fucking ball, bro. Hindsight hero, yeah, he should have just caught the ball. And it yeah. would have been, it would have been sweet. Then they do that second drop out, kick the fucking ball out. Panthers go up by eight. Yeah. And the entire time we're all just sitting here like, fuck. Like, dude, you should have seen me yesterday. Just a nervous wreck. And I was like, we haven't had the ball in their own 20 yet. Mm. If we get one before halftime, it'll make the boys fucking start to get a bit hard and start to throb a bit. Which they throbbed a bit for a bit. They did. They throbbed hard. Yeah, Ezra Mam was like king throbber that day. Fuck, tell you what, bro. He had that fucking Clive Churchill medal in his pocket. Oh, dude. He had it in his fucking pocket and then Nathan Cleary went, not so fast. That's a white man award. (laughs) And, ju- and just came with the strength of, the, of his British ancestors, dude, and stole it right from under him, dude. Oh, man. It was... Yeah, so obviously Ezra gets those three tries. So Patrick in a fucking GF, man. That was honestly sick. Oh, dude, it was the fucking... speed on the cunt. It was fucking hectic. My phone's then going ballistic. At one point, I just need to turn it off because having your phone just go... And vibrating in your pocket every mm-hmm. three seconds in the biggest game of the year is just honestly annoying. My mate's sitting over in this couch, Brucey, love the kid. It's twenty. We're up 24-8 and I'm just going, fuck, man, like we need one more fuck. Like I'm just panicking. Mm-hmm. He goes, dude, we're up 24-8 with half an hour to go. Surely we can't lose it from here. And dude, the whole room just like stopped and looked at him. And he's like, fuck, panicked and just started like touching the wooden floorboards. He's like, surely we can't, surely. I don't say that, dude. I received three messages from people being like, one said, congrats. My brother messaged me going, can't lose it from here. Fucking well played. Blew him off the park. And Luai goes off. So you now you're like, yes, they've lost the fucking gun mm. attacking person. And it was off for ages too. Yeah, like his shoulder's fucked. Yeah. And I think obviously playing hindsight hero again, at 24-8 up, they probably should have rested P- 
Payne Haas and Paddy Carrigan for like 10 minutes. They have a quick 10-minute spell, then get back out there and rage for the rest of the game. They rolled the dice, they kept them out there, and then, dude, that fucking Crichton try was so soft, cunt. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? He just like fucking waltzed in. Yeah. Waltzed just in, brass, brushed past a few people, and obviously Cleary cutting back on the inside, just lazy defenders in the middle. You just too, they're just, we're too tired. Just Adam Reynolds. Is that, that's his name, isn't he? Adam, Adam Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah, yeah. Back. I saw. I didn't. I didn't come up with this. I saw the fucking commentators talking about it on fucking the post game shit. You know how he went down, like really early in the yeah. game, and for like the rest of the game, his like left side had like no power in his left side. Yeah, hit when fucking Cleary just hit that left foot step and hit his fucking left side, dude. They were like, it was basically just like walking through wet paper, and then just fucking just went straight through him, dude. And I was like. Pfft. Shit. Dude. Yeah, he was that sucks, bro, because Adam Reynolds is sick as fuck. Yeah, he's a sick cunt. He was definitely playing injured as well. Yeah, which is fucking big effort. Yeah. I thought he was going to come off, man. Mm. Early on, I was like, fuck, he's done. Like, he's got to come off. Reese Walsh was a little bit hurt there for a sec. They did a good job containing him. It's just fucked, dude, like, just to be up by that much. Like, I suppose, like, on the other side of the coin, like, if you're a Panthers fan, you would have just been sitting there just going, that is the greatest grand final I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And what hurts is Brisbane have been on the losing end of people being like, it's the greatest grand final of all time. Yeah. And both just so similar of just fucking getting a like, getting a little bit of a sniff of a lead, looking like they're going to go and run away with it, and then... With about 20 minutes to go, fucking one wheel just starts to get a little bit shaky, then falls off. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, mistakes in that last, like, 10 minutes. Like, Carrigan losing the ball. Yeah. And then they run straight off and kick a 40-20. Yeah. That's fucking come on, cunt. And then there was, like, one of your, like, centers, like, it was kind of earlier in the game, but, like, just, like, fucked up a play the ball. Yeah, and then they and, and then they just fucking went and scored pretty much. I think like a set, like two sets later, but they, had, just, they had the territory to fucking get back there. You just can't make any mistake. Like that's what I said to you, like during the week. I was like, you just can't make mistakes against those cunts. No. And obviously, you're gonna make mistakes, but you want to mm. just make them in a part of the field where it's not gonna hurt you. And it hurt us. And I'm still hurt. Yeah, bro. I'm that's still hurt, bro. The city of Brisbane lost oh, by dude. a collective six points. On the weekend. That's fucked up, bro. Oh, I man. was thinking about like if you were like a like a business, like a pub, like an establishment in Brisbane, and you were going like if both of these sides get up, this town is gonna be fucking pumping. We're gonna be packed. We're gonna fucking make so much fucking money, dude. It's gonna be so sick. The whole town's gonna be buzzing and then boom boom, both lose. Oh, You'd man. be fucking spewing if you own like a pub like in the valley or something. Yeah, there would have been some depression schooners going for sure. Yeah. Like people would have just been like, fuck this, just drink, drink. Dude, being at some of those venues when it was looking likely that both of those teams were gonna win. Mm. The atmosphere in there would have been crazy. Like, the atmosphere, there was fucking five of my mates here. And then, fuck, when Brisbane were rolling, like, when Ezra got his third, mm. the fucking, I messaged my missus and I was like, babe, we need a new roof. Like, the boys have, <laughs> the boys are just blowing the roof off the joint. Like, the dogs were fucking going crazy, getting excited. Yeah, man, I, d I don't really know what else to say. I can't remember too much of the night because, obviously, I got fucking drunk and we're recording this on Monday morning and... Yeah, it's uh, 
It just it hurts, bro. I don't know really what else to say. It hurts. Yeah, I'm it, hurting. It, I know it hurts, bro. I watch Saints lose fucking oh nine and ten back to back grand finals, dude, and just it fucking sucks, bro. When you're so close, yeah. When you are so fucking close, dude, and like Brisbane Lions fans will be thinking that fucking the exact same thing, man. Like it fucking. They were so close, man, but just, like, certain little moments where you just go, fuck, Jared Berry, you'd fucking, if you had your time again, can't you probably wouldn't give away that, the most unnecessary 50-meter free kick in the history of AFL Grand Finals. Oh. Come on, cunt. What do you mean, bro? Just fucking tackles the cunt after he's taken a mark fucking 80, 90 meters out from goal. Then yeah, fucking steal side bottom, bro. Fucking this cunt's 38 years old. Hasn't kicked more than 40 metres that I've seen in the last fucking six years. And then grand final day, bro. Fucking one of the oldest cunts in the competition just fucking sinks it from 55 out. Fuck off, cunt. Yeah. Fuck off. Those are grand final moments, bro. Dude, yeah. There's, there was lots of little fucking moments in, in both games. And even when Panthers were shifting to their left edge... Looking fucked without Luai. Just they don't have that little bit of spark. And Crichton keeps doing these dumb little grubber kicks. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like Reese Walsh gets it, gets pushed back in. Katoni Stagg gets it, gets dragged back in to his in goal. Just force those two dropouts. Renault kicks one out and then basically fucks the next one. And then they yeah. come back and they score and you're just sitting there going, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was that one too where like fucking... um. The winger was like would have was like clear in, clear as day, and Reese Walsh like had it but just juggled it. And like before he could finally get it, then he got like tackled. And they were just like, Oh, if he just had it and just had the quick hands out, that's another fucking try. Yeah. Fuck, that sucks, bro. That's another thing, like fourth quarter, you know, fucking 10, 15 minutes to go. Big Joey Danaher takes a big mark, like 35 out, pretty much right in front, dude. And just fucking sprays it left. Yeah. Come on, bro. Get that. Get that. You, you have to sink them. Get you that. You have to fucking sink them, dude. And I know that it's and I know that it's it's rich coming from two blokes that have never played professional yeah. football. From a, a com, coming from a, a bloke who hasn't kicked a footy in a professional setting since 2016. You have to sink that, but yeah. I would. That's to. what I would have done if I was playing, dude. I would have just kicked the goal. You would have just kicked. I would have just kicked the goal because you get more points for it. Yeah, you get yeah. more points for it. You get six for him, six. and it's one of the things. So I don't know why I went for the one. I would have kicked the goal for sure. Yeah, no, maybe he had a fucking wager. Yeah, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, bro, I think it was the fucking the Lions were lucky to sort of still be in it towards the end. Like Collingwood were the best team. That's that's what I think, and I feel all, like, all game. I feel like Collingwood Collingwood won that grand final for sure. And I feel like the Broncos lost the grand final. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. 100%, it was Brisbane dude. Broncos to yeah. win mm-hmm. and they fucked it. Yes. But like the the Lions and the Collingwood game, it was kind of close, but I feel as if, you know. If, Colling- the, Li- if the Lions won, they people would have said they pinched it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And Bron- Broncos just fucking lost it, bro. They got clearied. That's what happened. Fuck, that sucks, man. It sucks for anyone losing grand final. I have so much empathy. Grand final day is like a weird day for me because whenever it happens, I, I'm only able to have empathy for one side of it and it's the side that loses. Yeah. Because I've lost three grand finals. I lost back-to-back grand finals in yeah. under 15, 16s. And, and then I was, I was injured when my team played the grand final in 2015. 
and I fucking couldn't make my way back into the team. So I warmed up with the team. I was an emergency. Uh, and then just like when the game was about to start, the, the fucking coach just looked at me and shook his head and I just went sick. Day one, dude. Yeah. On the drive home, I cried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I only ever feel, I only ever like see like everyone's arms go up and all that type of shit. And I just like look at the team that loses and like you just see, see how they react. And I just go, men. fuck, I'm so sorry. Cunt. I was having a chat to one of my friends about this earlier in the weekend. There is this weird thing when a young throbbing team is emerging that often they need to lose one to win one. Yes. And I think that they have been there and they're like, all right, now we need to know what we need to do a little bit different. Mm hmm. I just think that Renault is now getting fucking old and I feel like that was the golden opportunity that they had to win it. Yeah, like, isn't he like 34 or something? Yeah, and he, yeah, he, you know, you're going to lose that little step of speed and everything else over the next kind of 12 months. But look, hopefully, that, hopefully they can go back there. But the problem is the Can't Panthers aren't fucking going anywhere. Yeah. And isn't like Payne Haas is leaving? No, is Payne Haas is staying. Oh, no, he's staying? Yeah, so he's re-signed. They're pretty much, they're talking about re-signing... Ezra and Walshy on a package deal. Sweet. Um, but yeah, dude, it's just, uh, I don't think that the Panthers are going anywhere. Cleary's 25, just won his third chip, been in the last four grand finals. Yeah. They're losing. Fucking weapon. They're losing Crichton and Spencer Lenu. So a forward and a back. But dude, Panthers will just get some other cunt to fill that. People fill will want to go there because yeah, it's a so fucking great team. Someone will just go, like someone will just step up, and there'll be some new throbber that no one's ever heard of that'll mm. have fucking eighteen tries in twenty six games, and people being like, "Fuck, that guy's actually the man." Yeah, and we're losing, we're losing Herbie Th- Herbie Farnworth, who's a fucking gun and Flegler as well. So, look, depressing times. Yeah, but look, it's that's footy, mate. How's the rest of the week been, bro? Um, the rest of the rest of the week has been fucking. You know what, bro? It's been fucking shit. Oh, tell it's me, it's been shit, dude. Because at work, my building's AC is down, and I and I work in like a big, thick building that was made in like the early nineties, and cunt, it has been a fucking sweat box the whole fucking week, cunt. I've been just in a shitty mood. The whole fucking week. Yeah. And we had fucking like, we would have had like a hundred people in our building because one of the things that we run was on. And so there's more people just making it super hot. <clears throat> um, we got this company to like loan us these like industrial portable AC units. Yeah. Did they work? They worked, bro. But because I work in a secret building and then we, ha- you have to have like the doors open, have the exhaust out. Oh, uh. All the hot air is just flowing in. So uh, so we have to have the doors. But when you open these certain doors, they're security doors, which means that we lose, like, our security classification. Oh, no. And then because of that, we then have to, we have to appoint a century, which is a person, to just stand there or sit there and be able to have an eye on each of the AC units out of the doors to make sure that, like, no one goes in and out of them. And guess who's the lowest fucking ranking person in the building who has to do jobs like that? <laughs> that was you. <laughs> go watch the ACs, so I, boy. So I had to go sit down on the downstairs, like fucking public, pretty much like student computers. And I had to just sit on the corner edge of a table. That was a, so I could see both of them. And that's just where I worked for the whole fucking week, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
So not only is it hot as fuck, dude, uh, I'm downstairs, not in my office, just whatever. Everyone's up there doing. I felt so left out. Yeah. I was just downstairs. No morning tea fuck. sandwiches. No, it was bullshit, dude. dude but I was, it, me- it meant that my boss wasn't near me a lot. So I was spending a lot of time on like websites that I shouldn't be on. Okay, cool. Which was sick. So I was looking at a lot of real estate because everything's banned on the computers. And the, pretty much the only thing you can look at is like AFL.com. And like Google Earth and like realestate.com. And so that's what I was doing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure would probably be monitoring every fucking website that you look at anyway. So you probably haven't gotten around. They <laughs> haven't snuck that one past the keeper. They're just like, nah. We just I paid this cunt to read yeah. every <laughs> AFL article leading up to the grand final. That's what we paid this cunt. Trade period's coming up, dude. I need to know the fucking trade whispers. Yeah. That's what I need to fucking I wish do. the NRL had a trade, dude. Dude, or a, and a draft. The the NRL is missing out on so many different things that the AFL does that would make it such a better game. Obviously, AFL, there's some things that rugby league do that we should do as well. But the fact that you guys don't have a draft yet is fucking crazy, bro. And it's not even just us that has a draft. Like the NFL has a draft, NHL, a- NBA, like yeah, all the big, does. a lot of the biggest sports in the world have a fucking draft. Why don't you guys have one? Yeah, it's it doesn't crazy. Make sense. It's crazy that you guys are able to just be like, oh, yeah, this fucking hectic 15-year-old, he's ours. Yeah. Just because you fucking found him first or something. Yeah, we've, we, we found him and then just pretty much employed his parents to work at mm. the Brisbane Leagues Club. Like, how the fuck are the Bulldogs or the Tigers supposed to, like, get good? If they're a shit club, no one wants to go and fucking play for them. So they're not getting any of, like, anyone who might want to leave. No one wants to fucking go there. Bulldogs will be good in, like, seven to ten years. How do you know that? Because Phil Gould's going there and he's doing everything that he's doing at the Panthers, like getting a centre of excellence and all this shit. West Tigers should be good because there's so many juniors that play in Campbelltown that they have literally part of the pool that these Penrith Panthers are getting. They'd have a chunk of that, dude. They'd have so many of those juniors. But if you, you imagine if you're a kid growing up now... And you're a fucking weapon. Yeah. And you get interest from the Penrith Panthers Academy or the fucking West Tigers Academy. Of course you're going to sign with the Panthers. Yeah. If, even if they're like, dude, we'll give you three Krispy Kreme donuts and a fucking strong fucking long black dude. You'd be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. See that? And that's where it's bullshit, man. It's got to be, you've got to have a draft system. Like, I, the, the worst club of the year has to get the best kid in the country. Yeah. You, has to. You've got to give him hope. You've you got to give, give him hope. something. Because then it's like, then you get one good one, you get a couple good ones. If you're shit, like a few years in a row, yeah. And then, then before you know it, dude, if you, if the clubs do everything correctly, at the end of the day, it's still up to them. You're not handing them success. Like they still have to fucking do it. Trust me, St Kilda's fucked it up plenty of fucking times. Yeah, dude. but you still got to give them that because at the moment, dude, it's just like fucking. Who's gonna stop Penrith? Yeah, no one. Who's the fuck's going to stop Penrith? Yeah, everyone thought Brisbane was the team to do it. And fuck, if the game was a 60-minute game, we would have done it. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like, having that draft system would be sick. Then you just can... Because then teams can trade their draft picks as well, like you see in the NBA. Yeah. That they give up, you know, their second and third round draft pick in... A, so, say they want to sign a gun player, right? Yep. And they go to them, they're like, this guy's the best player. We want him. They're like, no, nah, dude, he's ours. He's still contracted. Well, we'll give you $25 million and our second and third draft picks of the next two years. Mm. And we're, we're gonna, you're going to have a first-round draft pick and a, th- a third-round draft pick, hypothetically. Yeah. 
That's what should be fucking happening, dude. Let clubs wheel and deal. Yeah, let, let them whirl and deal. Wheel and deal but dude. now what's happening is they're whirling and squealing. Yeah. What's happening is people are like, oh, the Titans approached me when I was on contract. That's misconduct. And then the NRL has to go find the cunts. But aren't you cunts fucking signing for clubs when you're still playing for another club for like a year? Yeah. So what do you mean, cunt? Yeah, like Herbie Farnworth no si- signed for the Dolphins, I think, at the start of this year. Bro, all of his posts recently have been basically how much he's going to miss playing at Brisbane. and It's like a... It seems that it's from a remorseful thing. Like when he played his last game at Suncorp and was like getting ready, he had photos and shit. And he's like, I'm going to miss this and I'm going to miss this place. Yeah, see, that's... Don't go, brother, do a backflip. Stay, stay for the boys. Yeah, see, I don't like that. Like fucking how like Dom Young fucking signed for some other shit. For the Roosters, For the Roosters, bro. Fuck on the Roosters, dude. Just stay with us, stay in Newcastle. Prince Ponga just won the fucking Daily M, bro. Yeah, Daily M, but yeah. Daily M. Um, yeah, dude, he fucking, he needs to, dude, if Dom Young stayed here over the next like few years, he would have been cult hero. Cause like, this is, was his emergence. Yeah. Wasn't he like leading try scorer the fucking second, comp? Yeah. Uh, I, or like most second certainly or, yeah. at the club. I think, no, I think, um, Jermaine Asako got that by the end of the year, but yeah, dude, fuck. If Dom Young stayed, he would have been just been a cult hero, dude. Yeah, dude. There would have been kids with little dreadlock beanies. I would have seen him down at fucking Merriweather Ocean Bars more. Yeah, dude, just getting his hog out. Dude, I saw that guy all the fucking time, clearly because he's the most recognisable fucking <laughs> Knights player for sure, dude. Yeah, him just as Braddy the, Best. The biggest fucking black guy with yeah. dreads who's jacked and shredded, dude. Yeah. Bradman Best is there a lot all the time, but he's fucking, he just looks like he's fucking about to pull something out of his bum bag. Yeah, he does look like one of the lads. He looks like he should be in Western Sydney. Yeah. He looks like the guy that would rock up to deliver you some narcotics at 1am. Oh, dude, no one looks like they're supposed to be driving like a 2012 3 Series Beamer more than him. (laughs) (laughs) With like like the shittest rims you've ever seen. Yeah. I was... (laughs) I was talking to my mate about this the other day. We were just reminiscing about festivals and stuff. Hell yeah. And you know how Ziz became like a cultural icon of just like take steroids, get shredded, go to festivals, pull bitches. Yeah. Was like his... You Myron, bro. Yeah. Like was... And just created a cult following. Dude, he was... Wasn't Ziz... Sorry to cut you off, but wasn't Ziz before his time? He was. Wasn't he way before his time? Dude, he Imagine if he was around in like smartphone social media era. Oh, he'd be the king. He'd be the fucking king. He was a pioneer. Yeah. He was a full-blown Dude, he was influencing fitness influencer YouTube. pioneer. <laughs> off YouTube, dude. He was that's how he was yeah. doing it. But the funny thing that I want to get back to, right, is he set like a blueprint for like Middle Eastern Australian blokes to the point where you could then not go to a festival and run into 50,000 dudes in like the shortest shorts. They were fluoro. They were always bright fluoro. Yeah, or a bright colour, like a bright blue. Yeah, yeah. Yellow and Red, pink and yeah. green and shit. Like, yeah. look at me. and No shirt, bum bag no over shirt. one shoulder. Yeah. Or what it is, what it evolved to, because bum bags were a bit ghetto, so what it evolved to was a jacked, spray-tanned dude Mm. in short shorts, uh, maybe a hat, definitely some oversized sunglasses, and 
a designer man purse. Yeah, and for some reason, like uh, a mid-2000s, early 2010s, like emo rock haircut. Yeah. What the fuck was that about? Dude, I don't know. Dude, like they were, they were, my hair. culture is not your costume, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I straighten my hair, dude. Not you. Not you. You're jacked and big and bitches want you, dude. This haircut is for people who cry. <laughs> That haircut's, haircut's supposed <laughs> to be for people who cry and listen to fucking I See Stars or some gay shit like that, dude. Dude, I almost listen spat that beer out. <laughs> that haircut's for people who listen to Panic at the Disco, first two albums only. Yeah, dude. Those are the kind of people that listen to All American Rejects and when they go through All a American breakup, Rejects. they're just like, when you see my face, hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And you're like... 100%. You're, some real fallout boy operators yeah, are supposed to have that haircut, dude. Why do you have the same haircut as Pete Wentz? <laughs> <laughs> You've just broken up with your girlfriend and you're 16 and you yeah. see her at public school and you're like, when you walk my way, up it gives you hair. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't dude. have that haircut. But it was funny because you'd see these jack dudes with all that. Yeah. And it made me think... Of a culture that's so focused on looking like being like, bro, I'm a big fucking scary cunt. And if I want to fuck your chick, I will. And if you want to fight me, I'll fucking smash you cunt. You understand, bro? I'll fucking smash you cunt. Mm-hmm. But, oi, bro, seriously, how sick is my new Gucci bag, dude? Check it out, bro. Oi, because like these gym pants, I don't have great like pockets, brother. So I just put like my phone, my darts, my fucking bags, all in my bag, dude. It's fucking... Legit, bro, but you gotta go designer. And bro, if you're buying fake, like fake designer, give yourself an uppercut, cunt. <laughs> yeah. When did like when did just such a blend of like crazy testosterone male just infuse with? But I do like a little bit of designer. It's peacocking. It's peacocking the physical and like the, the material and the material bro yeah. it's the peacocking of both elements and because the end goal like is respectfully some of the dumbest fucking bitches on earth yeah the end goal is the dumbest of the bitches then you have to appeal to both sides of their tiny dog ele- reptilian reptile brain which is gucci spray tan abs yeah Bing, bang, boom. Holy Trinity. That's how you get into sluts. If he's That's how you get into sluts in 2009. If he's jacked yep. and has designer, then it looks like he's physically fit and financially very fit. Yeah. Yep. So it's just like, what more does a girl need? Like if he's, you know what I mean? Like the juxtaposition of wearing like $10 like fluoro pants from, from Cotton, Cotton On. on. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, a $2,000 bag <laughs> is yeah. so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Fuck, that's so funny, man. Oh, the best is, like, you'd see them walk in in singlets, and then the minute they got in, out singlets In the back off. pocket. Yeah. Out in the back pocket. Fucking, bro, wouldn't have even been on for five minutes. Yeah. Would not have even been on for five minutes, dude. We One time, I was at Soundwave. Which is the Cool People Festival for people who aren't fucking gay cunts. But to be fair, if you like most, of the people, music. most of the people that listen to the music are gay cunts. They just don't act with, like with it. Straight they just fringes. don't out like, act like it. But Stereosonic was on the same weekend. And because Soundwave was like a two, three day festival, they would have people go to Stereosonic on like the Saturday and then like the Sunday, people would like roll over and like come into Soundwave. 
but they would just look like they walked from fucking uh, yeah. Stereosonic. And there would just be all of those types of cunts trying to like get into like metal mosh pits and stuff. Bro, you've never seen a group of people who spend so much time acting tough be made to look like such pussies quicker than seeing them try and get into like a fucking mosh pit somewhere. Dude, that's... Dude, it was the funniest fucking shit, dude. They all ran in with their shirts off, like fucking trying to be a big cunt. And then the circle pit just started and it was like a fucking... You know what, dude? It was a fucking Asian tourist at Bondi. (laughs) (laughs) They just got caught in the rip, dude. And they didn't know what to do. And they they were just getting slammed and kicked and pushed around and shit, dude. The funniest fucking shit, dude. My, my the fear in a dude, in a spray tan dude with a six pack and a short stack haircut when he tries to like get in the wall of death at Bring Me the Horizon before they were gay. Yeah. Unfucking real, dude. Dude, that's unreal cunt. It's so funny because I went to a Parkway Drive concert one time. Fuck yeah. And just for no, like everyone's hanging out. I'm there with my friend. He really loved him. So I was like, I'll just come and hang out with you, dude. How bad can it be? Well, I didn't know that I was going to be in so many fist fights that night. Yeah. And the the crazy thing about a metal crowd is when a fight starts, you don't know who you're fighting. No. There's just dudes <laughs> running around. Two dudes are getting in a scrap in front of you and you're like, all right, what the fuck? Then one just stops and punches you mid-fight. You're like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were fighting him. What's going on? Dude, the funny thing. And they're not even really fighting. Yeah. And it's the, just part of it. And the funniest thing about all of this is the minute that those stereosonic guys go to that death pit, mm-hmm. everyone all of a sudden knows what team they're on. 100% dude. All it was it was 100% them against us. Yeah, and every metalhead was just like I would king hit anyone here, but if I get the chance, I'm king hitting the spray tan dude with the fucking emo haircut and the fluoro short. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a very easy target when you try and come into like a fucking um who was it, bro? It was fucking like a real big band. I can't, can't remember who, who the fuck it was. I think it was Ghost. But like there was people there and it was just like all of these people who look like they fucking listen to them. And then it was just cunts shirtless with like fluoro shorts on and like fluoro like tie-dye bandanas around their head. Just some real... Bro, what are you doing, cunt? Yeah. It, that's that is an acceptable time to ask. Well, what were they wearing? Yeah, what were they fucking wearing, dude? Why did they deserve to get? Why did this crime deserve to happen? Because they pretty much did get raped in there, dude. <laughs> they got fucked up, man. And like it was so funny, dude, because some, they were like muzzing. Oh, I remember. I remember watching fucking. Um, you can't muzz to metal, dude. Papa Roach was on in the in the big stadium in Spotless, and there was a bunch of guys from Stereosonic that just had their own space. And two Papa Roach were like muzzing like Ziz. Yeah. And then out of nowhere from like a crowd, someone just launched a water bottle and like just drifted in and just hit someone in the fucking head. Nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right when he was muzzing, dude, hit by a water bottle. And then he turns around, chest out. What, you, what cunt? You want to fucking go? To no one. Wouldn't even know who's done it. She's like, you want to fucking go? <laughs> and dude, like anyone who was like around who saw it, dude, I was in like, um, you could sit in the stadium if you didn't want to go down there. Yeah. And so I was up in the stadium because I'd been down in the, in the pit for, for like seven acts in a row. So I went back to watch Papa Roach. And then when that fucking happened, dude, this whole bay 
of Spotless Stadium was just like, oh, <laughs> fuck you, cunt. <laughs> just like yelling. And then he turned around and looked at us and was like, giving everyone the finger. And everyone's like, you're a fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> It was so fucking good, dude. That he was. Uh, we're going to grab a quick beer and we'll be right back. And we're back. Oh, dude, that was fucking mad in sync. Dude, that was musical. What better sound for the listeners to hear to get them horny as they're going about their day, either driving to work, driving home from work. Someone might be at the gym and that that little crack of the tin could be everything that they need to motivate them to push out that last rep, dude. For sure, dude. Before we were talking about... um, Lebos at rave at rave events, hilarious. Yeah, and it made me think of all the different ethnicities that you see at these events, mm. and how it's just the the best and worst part of Australian culture is just who you see at these rave parties, dude. For sure, I love seeing like you know obviously you see you'll see those juiced up Lebanese guys, uh, and then you'll see like some Australians that have also just adopted that culture, like some white Anglo boys that have just adopted that culture. Yeah. Then you'll see guys that like don't, white guys that just don't work out at all, that literally just live off ecstasy and cigarettes. Yeah, and they're skinny as fuck. Skinny as fuck, like just shuffling. You know, <laughs> yeah. not muzzing, doing like a fucking Melbourne doing shuffle. Doing the Melbourne shuffle. And then, dude, my favourite to see is like, you know how you go to one of these events and there'll always be like a few Asians that are just like off their heads? And it's like, dude, if my parents found out where I am, they'd be so disappointed. Imagine what your parents would say if they found you here too. Yeah, dude, like for real people who are like studying to be doctors. Yeah, just there, just fucking dancing on Molly. And you're just like, what the fuck? This is crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. And Indians, seeing Indians, dude, they're fucking, they are so funny, bro. Bro, and the funniest thing about Indians... Um, out nightclubbing too is that they're always fucking dripped out, but yeah, like, but like dripped out in the way that they all dress like Akon. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's yeah they'll they'll have like some or they'll have some like some suit pants and like a fucking yeah some of them are like very a, formal a, a nylon shirt that like a, like a <laughs> button on nylon shirt and like have like just a, <laughs> a few chains on underneath and they're like exposing like a hairy chest like literally just the hottest fabric that they could yeah. possibly wear and they they're all drenched in sweat oh yeah this is sweatiest make they make the whole nightclub smell like an uber it's <laughs> fucked up oh dude it's so funny I love that shit. Yeah, I honestly, bro, you fucking couldn't pay me enough money to get back into those buildings, eh? Oh, t- oh dude. Or I, to ha- I would hate it now. I had a friend last year that wanted me to go to, I think, Listen Out, which is on like New Year's Day. And I was like, bro, this ain't 2012. <laughs> yeah, bro. You've caught me a decade too late. Yeah. And I was saying to my friend, because they're younger, they're like, come. And I was like, no way, dude. No. And I was like, I've done it. Like, I've retired. My jersey's fucking sitting yeah. on the wall, dude. <laughs> Up in the rafters. Up in the rafters, brother. Like, fuck, I've done it. Every festival, like, that you have that you think 
that you want to go to, I've, you know, with the exception of the awesome ones overseas. But, dude, like, I'm, I'm not going with you. That's the yeah. bottom line is I'm not coming. My nah. back hurts, dude. My back hurts. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh, fuck that, man. I think about it and for real, the only reason I was ever able to stand any of that was MDMA. And the fact that you were probably a young man that was trying to look for love, dude. You were looking for love. I was looking for love, dude. In all the wrong places. In all the fucking wrong places, dude. You, trust me, mate. You're not gonna. F- you're not gonna find love. Five MDMA caps deep at Groovin' the Moo. No, dude. You're, you're not. not gonna find it there. You're not, dude. You're not gonna find it, bro. You're you might not. find yourself there. You might like have a and a spiritual awakening where you find out who you really are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you won't find love, dude. <laughs> You're not gonna find love taking acid as spilt milk. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to. Unfortunately, no. I had to find out the hard way. He did. He look. He's a byproduct of his own experiments, and he's not giving you unsolicited advice by any means. He's telling you from from lived experience. Yeah, you're no. not gonna find love there. I honestly think that anyone that's like still going to like festivals and out partying and stuff like that, like honestly, over the age of twenty five, sort it out. Yeah, wrap. What it are up. you What are you doing? Can't you should have You should have done that too hard three years ago. That's for twenty two year olds, dude. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, it's a young man's sport, of course. And you can't be the old man at the young man's sport because that automatically makes everyone think. That guy's a weird cunt. I think if you're still doing all of that shit after your frontal lobe has fully developed, yeah, you're a dumb you're cunt. retarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the best, you're a retard, dude. You should be a fucking lifeguard down at Merriweather Beach. We used to, we used to go to, um, <laughs> we used to go to <laughs> Trinity Bar. Yeah, and we'd, we'd party in Trinity Bar, right? <laughs> and there was this guy that we called Old Man Raver, who Sick. was who was literally. I think, honestly, in his 70s, every Friday, Saturday night, he'd be at Trinity. Old Man Trin, we called him. Old Man Trinity. And he was just there, off his guts. Fuck yeah. Just partying with young people. And we're all just like, this guy is a sick cunt. He never let the system beat him down, man. I'm going to be exactly like you when I grow up, brother. Yeah. You're the fucking man. This then, guy fucking gets it. And then and then people wake up and they're just like, I'm not doing that no more. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then you see that guy when you're a bit older and you go, fuck, fuck dude. dude. Things happen to him. So, yeah, something happened. Something happened to him, dude. Because Don't know what, but something happened. Something happened, dude, and the circuit has not broken, dude. He's still caught in that little loop. Yeah. And some people just fucking stay there forever, dude. Yeah, that's a scary thing. You don't want to get <laughs> stuck in that loop, bro. Fuck no, you don't, dude. Guys, we just want to let you know something. We've got to be honest. Uh, after feeling a little bit broken this morning and Taylor being one of the all-time empaths that you've ever seen, has a hard exterior but at the heart of gold. And a lot of people don't know that about Taylor, but Taylor was saying, hey, dude, I... I'm feeling a bit beaten down as well. Mm. And you know what brings me up? If, if we go and see a place of worship and go and have some confessionals, have the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, and just cleanse and heal ourselves, that we can go on to doing great things. <laughs> <laughs> So with that great advice, we, we, we left that holy building feeling very healed. 
Yeah, I feel we walked the up. body. Dude, I feel the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is in me, dude. And you know what? Probably only needed one body of body of Christ, dude. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, dude. And honestly, honestly, dude, if I'm being honest, Taylor Swift has put Travis Kelsey on the map. In the biggest way possible. In the biggest way possible, dude. Honestly, nobody knew who Travis Kelsey was before Taylor Swift started dating them. And then now their career is going to skyrocket because they have so much publicity now. Oh, we have a visitor. We have a visitor live on the pod. Oh, let's take a quick pause. Yeah, bro, dude. Honestly, one of my favorite things on the internet now is like, um, like girls filming themselves talking to their boyfriends or like their dads or their brothers or something that's like a football fan, and like talking about how like <laughs> how like Taylor Swift has like put Travis Kelsey on uh, the map, I've and like that. nobody would even know knew who he was until Taylor Swift started fucking like dating him and stuff. The funniest one is like them saying that like his career is going to do so well now cuz he's got heaps of publicity. Yeah. That did, drives like Did you see the guy in the mil- <laughs> Did you see the guy in the military uniform yeah. getting this breakdown? Yeah, yeah. dude. Same. <laughs> dude, so fucking funny, man. Because like it's <laughs> bro, it's so funny to like watch sports fans be sports fans. Like, I am a sports fan, but sports fans are the fucking worst, dude. They're just the shittest cunts, dude. Like, sports fans are out of their fucking minds. And then to, like, see them, like, get upset and, like, get annoyed that, like, their daughter's, like, clearly taking the piss out of them by being, like, nobody even knew who he was. Like, now he's... The funniest one is definitely saying his career's going to do well because he has publicity. Yeah. That, mate, that was making dudes oh. fucking pissed, dude. And it's so funny because, yeah, obviously, the sports fan knows so much about Travis Kelsey. He's like, yeah. he's a Super Bowl champion. Like, yeah. he scored in the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, people do... But, like, they've just got their sports... Blinders on, and all yeah. they just see is someone being like, "Yeah, it's like, dude, it's so great that they're dating." See, yeah, yeah. Hugged his mom after a t- after a touchdown. That was cute. Oh, dude, it's so fucking funny, man. Dude, I saw Swifty on the game today before we were, before we started. Swifty was there watching Travis Kelsey run round. Yeah, dude, it's it's it is very funny to like see obviously football fans like not wrap their head around the fact that like a football star that's kind of only in one country, really. Yeah. Is like anywhere near close to being as big as like one of the biggest musicians in the world. Honestly, bordering on history, if we're going to look at some stats. Dude, I think he got like 600,000 followers or something in less than an hour. Bro, I think it was something, I saw one thing where it was like, he went from, he went from like, however fucking far back to now being in, like, the top five, like, jersey purchases. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Dude, that is fucking crazy, bro. Chicks just buying Dude, Taylor Swift fans are fucked up. Dude, what? F- that's fucking hardcore, dude. Bro, there was another one sort of like this where people out there will know, I'm probably butchering it, but there was, like, a rising star type, like, young player award in, like, the Premier League. The Hot Boy Award? And it was the Young Hot Boy Award, and it was... Between, like, these two players were, like, the best two young players. But it's, like, fan voted. So, like, fans vote. Yeah. But, like, it, it's resurfaced that in an interview, one of the players said that they don't really like Taylor Swift's music and doesn't see the big deal about it. 
And so all Taylor Swift fans, like hundreds of thousands of them, <laughs> banded together and voted for fucking the other guy. <laughs> and that other guy won. Dude, that's hilarious. Dude. That's they're, they're election rigging. They're it's fucking they're election, election rigging, dude. Election that's how Biden won the. That's how Biden won the fucking election, dude. Yeah, dude. Biden was like, I actually really love Taylor and think her, her music fucking slaps. Yeah, because Taylor Swift was contract contractually obligated to be left wing, so she was like Biden, obviously, and then Swift is like Biden, obviously. Yeah, dude. And they'll probably do it again. The Swifties probably, won't stop. Dude. They'll probably fucking do it again, dude. How fun? We just want to say before this goes any further that we love Taylor Swift and we love the Swifties. We love the Swifties, and honestly, dude, if you I want think to give Taylor us Swift- some of that rub, dude, <laughs> we'll take some of that rub, dude. Hook this a brother up. It's a personal opinion, but I think Taylor Swift would really enjoy this podcast. I think she would, and I think that Taylor knows it, and I think that you, as a, also a Taylor, yeah, can recognize when another ta- Taylor is possibly the greatest of all time. We're connected in a, in a way that kind of like how twins are connected. Yeah. Interkinesis or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, telekinesis. Yeah, I don't know. I what think I that's just like said. moving stuff around with your yeah, brain. Yeah, I think. Well, I think I just did that with two words. I think I just conjoined two words that aren't even <laughs> yeah. a, a real word. <laughs> You're a magic man. People are just gonna listen to that and be like, "Damn, dude, fucking damn, dude, settle down, brother." The power, of the body of Christ is strong. It is strong, dude. It is compelling. So yeah, if the if the Swifties are out there, fucking holler at your boys. Yeah, bro, that's so fucking funny, man. Yeah, bro. Did you see that a fucking lady got attacked by a shark today in South Australia, dude? What kind of shark? A great white shark? Um, I don't know if it says... It doesn't really say. It just says a shark. Damn. Oh, no, yeah. It was a juvenile great white. It's always bro. the juvies, bruh. Yeah, the juvies are little fucking rat bags. That they're give, rat bags. They give sharks a bad name. They are. They're rat bags. They're young and dumb and full of cum, dude. And yeah, they're just dude. trying to fucking nip stuff. And they, they don't know, dude. You ever get a you ever get a puppy and the first like forty eight hours of owning a puppy, you're like, maybe I'm not bred to be a fucking dog owner. Yeah, you're like, fuck, this comes out of control. They're little psychos, they just run around biting shit, and it's like every other dog that I've dealt with has been a chilled cunt. Why is this guy out of control? That's just a young juvie pup just fucking going on a rampage out in the sea, dude. Yeah, dude. They, but they, he's juvenile. He's like four meters. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, like a three meter fucking shark. Yeah. And there's like, you know, there's no such thing as just a little nip when it comes to playing with great whites. Honestly, when it's happening to you, there's not much difference between a baby and a full grown great white. Oh, dude. You'd it be may like, as well not be. Yeah. Even if it was a three meter shark that attacked you, that thing would feel like a six meter shark. You'd be like, dude, I'm pretty sure Jaws is back. He's living in oh. South Australia and he just put a hit on my life for I don't know why. Yeah, dude. But imagine this. It was a 64-year-old woman was attacked um, in the town of Beachport in South Australia, kind of closer to the Victorian border than Adelaide, I think. Um, excuse me. And um, Was she swimming early? Yeah, she was swimming early, dude. But she was swimming um, with a fucking swim group that she had been swimming with for 30 years. Oh, my God, And she had done that swim pretty much every single day for 30 years. And then one day, fucking chomp. Just chomp their fucking leg off, bro. It's completely gone? I don't know if it's completely gone, but it says severe injuries to her leg. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, they do it every day and they have done for 30 years. There has never, ever been any kind of thing like this before in that place. 
That's fucking wild, dude. Dude. Man, this is part of my love and hate of the ocean. Me too. I only go in for quick dips, dude. I'm a quick dip kind of guy. Look, I go in. Hot day, I cool off. I come back, I get hot, I go cool off again, and I have a beer in between, and then do that till I get bored of it inevitably half an hour later because I have ADHD, and I'm like, I'm not designed just to sit on a beach and relax. Yeah, bro. I fucking, I love going to the beach. I was there this morning before I fucking came here. But I'm the same. I like going in. I like playing around, ducking under waves and doing stuff. But never any further than like 40 meters at the most. Oh, yeah. And that's even pushing it. It's more depth really than length. Yeah, like as soon as anything, it, if I, I'll get to my chest maybe and be like, this is far enough. Yeah, if I, if I get to the point where I can't touch sand, I'm not cool with that. Yeah, one. I don't want to be treading water in the ocean. No. I don't want to do that. I no, want to have my feet on the ground and I'll swim if I have to, and but I'll, I want to stand up and touch sand. Yeah, I can swim and run if my feet are on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so fucking, that's terrifying, man. Especially if you're one of those people that are like, oh, don't be bloody silly. You bloody go out. I've been out there every day for 30 years and I've never seen anything. And then one day your fucking leg is gone, bro. Well, apparently Stockton has, um, like, is a little shark breeding zone yeah. out there. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time that me and Cass were swimming and, like, some guy spotted a juvie great white shark? No. So this was last summer. Cass and I were down at the beach and this fucking... This dude was, like, yelling. Mm. So there was a few of us down at the beach, like maybe five. And this, like, I was about to hop in the water. I was throwing the ball for the red dog. And Cass is out there swimming and this guy comes in and he starts, like, screaming, like, at Cass. I was like, what are you doing, bro? Mm. And he, he just, like, makes, like, he just sticks his hand up to his head and makes, like, a dorsal fin thing. He's like, fuck, I'm shark, shark. So Cass comes in. Apparently, dude, this guy's body surfing and just body surfs on a wave and then underneath him, like a three-meter juvenile shark's just chilling right underneath him. Like, you know how you're on top of a wave like that? He was just swimming like... He's like, dude, I was basically like right on top of this fucking shark. And he just like got dunked and then he just like sprung up and like got the fuck out of the water. Fuck, cunt. Yeah, dude, it was fucking hectic. Dude, I saw this TikTok the other day and it was like like drone footage of a beach and it was like... um, People seem to think that like every time a shark is close, it's either like coming for people or it's like more com- um, it's more common to fucking have contact with humans and actually attack than it is to sort of just be around them. But it was like this drone footage of this fucking real popular beach and there's people going in and out and literally a few meters from like where the last row of like people usually go is just sharks swimming and swimming around. Like 10 to 15 of these fucking sharks came in and out of this one clip. Just fucking swimming around, dude. And just like never went to like where the people were. Damn, And dude. I was like, fuck, cunt. Beaches are starting to use drones now for that. Yeah. 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 Which is one good thing about drones. Dude. Which is a good thing about fucking drones, dude. Like obviously they're eventually going to be used by the state to be spying on everyone all the time. Making sure that we all live in fucking this weird utopia where no one can commit crime and we're a cashless society. But, but for now... Making sure we don't get my fucking dick bitten off by fucking, pretty by fucking Bruce from fucking yeah. Finding Nemo. Dude. We'll slowly give you every one of our rights for you to take away. But starting with saving us from shark attacks is a great like PR stunt for those guys. Yeah. And it sucks, dude, because I'm, you know, you're on the, I'm, dude, I'm kind of on the fence of like, you know, when they're like, don't like cull sharks, don't kill them. 
they're like for the ecosystem. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, definitely. Like that is like their home and stuff like that. But there's a little bit of part of, part of me, dude. I think it's the most white part that's like, hey, get these things out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone tried get, fucking them just to get try these me? savages off my land? I want to swim in peace. Dude, part of me agrees. Part of me thinks that if I I agree, I don't want to kill the sharkies, right? No. As a hypothetical rule of thumb yeah. here, what right we're saying now, is we don't want sharks to get cold. That's mean. Yeah. But if a, if I was swimming for thirty years with me gal pals every oh, morning yeah. doing the same swim, and some fucking cheeky juve just comes up and bites <laughs> my leg, dude. I would, I would want that cunt fucking moited. I'd want oh. him moited and I'd want his fucking jaws or her jaws, they them's jaws, I'd want them mounted on my wall and I'd just say with a little fucking message that just says, not today, cunt. For 100%. It'd be a piece of art and then whenever anyone walked in my house, I'd be like, don't know if you know this about me, I got attacked by a shark and I survived. Now, look, that was him. And then it says, not today, can't this? It's a picture of his, <laughs> it's just his jaws hanging there. I couldn't agree more, dude. If, my, if a fucking shark, like, bit my foot off, dude, I would demand vengeance. Oh, dude. I would fucking demand vengeance, dude. Yeah. I would be like, who is the most unhinged families left him? Got nothing really to live for, fishermen at this fucking port. Yeah. And let's just go out there and, like, fucking... Chief Brody and fucking Jaws, dude. I'm yeah. going to go and catch this fucking thing. And and I'm going to get it. this thing and we're going to kill I'm it. I'm going to fucking kill it, dude. It took my foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. And then maybe your first tattoo could be of where your foot was. Just on your ankle, maybe it could just say, not today, cunt. If he got your foot and got away with it. Oh, but yeah. But then you got him back. Fucking not today, cunt. Yeah, dude. I'd want it fucking dead. Of course I'd want I'd it dead. fucking dead, bro. I'm, I'm not... To be fair, I'm, I'm chill with all animals till they attack me. Then I want them dead. I'm kind of like that. I don't really have any emotional attachment to any type of animal. Yeah. Me. So if it's like, you know, when people are oh. like, oh, the fucking Bengal tiger's going extinct. Hey, dude, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Bet you there's plenty of fucking poor Indian villagers who are wrapped that the fucking yeah. tiger is not killing their fucking young children on the way to school now. Yeah, dude. Fuck, who cares if they're, in, they're not in zoos anymore, dude? Who gives a fuck? We got Get the Tiger King, bro. He'll bring us back. Who if you want tigers, cares? go to America, dude. Go to the zoo. <laughs> go to, get them all in zoos. Go to the zoo like a civilized fucking piece of shit, cunt. Yeah. Go to the zoo. Go to oh. animal jail and watch them. Watch these crims locked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're criminals. Dude, dude, imagine if every animal at the zoo was a criminal. <laughs> yeah, it was like ones that played <laughs> up. <laughs> and like animals in society, like, hey man, you fuck around, you get locked up, put in the zoo, homie. <laughs> It's like the meerkats and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like petty criminals. Yeah, the giraffe just like looking over the fence at the elephant. He's like, what you in here for? He's <laughs> just like, man, I stole a car. <laughs> what, I what stole are you in a loaf of bread to leave my family and they sent me to a new prison <laughs> they island. They sent me to an island. Fucking sick, dude. Yeah. What are you in here for? I stampeded a village, dude. <laughs> <laughs> stole some carrots. Yeah. You know that, you know that video of the fucking... Um, it's like, yeah, you know that video of the lady that like was arguing with her husband and then got out of the car in a fucking lion enclosure and then got fucking mauled to death? I'm the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I was the getaway driver. <laughs> 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 
dude, that video is so crazy. <laughs> and the mum then hops out to like oh. try save her kid that's obviously gone. Well, then like she is ends up being the one dying. The grandma died saving the fucking girl. Did she, that chick survive? Yeah, she survived. And her mum died because her mum got out to like distract the fucking lion. Then the lion just grabbed her and obviously she was a way easier kill. So it just grabbed her and dragged her off. Damn. And the it was fucking, a tiger, wasn't it? No, nah, I think it was lions. We'll have Lionesses. to look this up. Yeah. Dude, 100% dude, I'm divorcing. Oh, I'm 100% divorcing, dude. If I'm arguing, if my, first of all, dude, first of all, dude, you know what's girl stuff? Having a fucking argument with you on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's girl stuff if I've ever fucking seen it, dude. We're on holiday. I've taken you to a fucking safari. And she's fucking still India. Yeah. Still India. I've just taken you to the other side of the fucking world in this amazing experience. She's complaining there's no aircon in, the, in the car. Still fucking yapping, mate. They're never happy. Where's the aircon? The ne- nothing's ever enough. Never nothing's enough. Nothing's ever dude. enough, dude. And they get out of the car. To get jacked. And just get fucking jacked by a lion, dude. And then you just have to sit there and go, dude, well. If we were, imagine being like, maybe you would have acted different as a husband if you were like on good terms and you were having a good time. But the fact that like she was being a bit of a bitch, you were kind of like, oh, could you hesitate a little bit going out there? I tell you what, my brain's going with this right now. Next time they have an argument and she's, she's kicking off about some shit, he just drops the old... Remember last time you did this and then you got out of the car and your mum got eaten by a tiger? Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Once you calm down and we'll Turns take the kids to your mother's. Oh, wait. <laughs> She's fucking dead. Turns out me forgetting to put the washing out wasn't the end of the world, was it? Mm. Yeah. Nothing to lose your ma over here. Settle down now. You know what's not going to happen? If I forget to empty the dishwasher, your mum won't get eaten by a fucking lion. <laughs> <laughs> And then you go, and then you look at her and just go. Besides, that's your job anyway. Now empty it, dude. You know, <laughs> you know what I do? I would fucking, I would install like little discreet Bluetooth speakers all around the house, <laughs> and I would get on my phone like a lion sound. <laughs> and whenever she was playing up, I just tap the button. Yeah. And just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta just take a piece. Scare the bro. shit out of them. All right, pause, 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 pause. There wouldn't be many of those online. Bro, it's most of my fucking algorithm. <laughs> Got him, boys. Oh, dude. Um, so, dude, they finally arrested someone. Finally, someone has been brought to justice. After 27 years of the murder of the great Tupac Shakur, they found a killer, dude. Dude, Jada Pickett-Smith can finally get the closure she's desperately seeking. She's, yeah, dude. No wonder she fucking abuses Will. Let's have a look at this. Seven years. 27 years. For 27 years, the family of Tupac Shakur has been waiting for justice. Oh. We are here today to announce the arrest of 60-year-old Dwayne Keith Davis, a.k.a. Keefe D, for the murder of Tupac Shakur. Davis was arrested this morning by my LVMPD criminal apprehension team, and this investigation started on the night of September 7th, 1996. 
It is far from over. What do you mean it's far from over? Dude, fucking hell. Did that cunt just run from a kilometer away before giving that fucking speech, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two bucks a core. <sighs> so when it comes to the rumor that's been going around, man, that you might be getting arrested for the murder of two... Well, man, understand tall through it all, dog. Sorry about that. Damn, dude. Dude, that guy... Keefy D. Keefy D. 60 years old, finally arrested after murdering Tupac. This has got to be some... Uh, I think there's some... <laughs> you, what do you reckon about it, Red? You don't... Hey, you don't You don't buy it for a fucking second, do you? We've got the Red Dog here chiming in. Um, Sounds sauce to me. Or maybe they finally just fucking figured it, it out. How did it take 27 years for these cunts to figure this out? 27 years, bro. Do you reckon... See, part of me now gets fucking my tinfoil hat on. And maybe he was a government agent. Maybe they paid him to do it and then said, dude, after, we'll give you like 25, 27 years, 25 to 30 years of just chilling on the outside before making an arrest mm -hmm. for you to be looked after for the rest of your days on the state, dude. Yeah, dude, especially like Keefy D, you're more a rapper than me. Do you know who that is and did he have any success? Uh, I've ne uh, Dude, I, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, but, I was thinking like maybe they were like, we'll like, come to you with like a fucking Satanist music industry type of like, you get, you get, you get 27 good years before the devil comes. Yeah, before. And you get charged and you fucking die of a heart attack in your cell. Yeah. But your soul's actually fucking going to Satan. Dude, Satan's, Satan's wrapping you up because you sold your soul, bro. You sold your soul. For honestly, we gave you every opportunity and you still fucked up. So we don't fucking, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, <laughs> dude, you should be a household name, Keefy D. Yeah. Imagine, I think about this all the time, dude. Imagine like committing murder or a crime or whatever. And you're just waiting to be everywhere you go. You're on edge. You're looking around. Every cop car you see is the cop car that's going to come and arrest you. Yeah. How long after that do you eventually go, dude, I think I fucking got away with it. Oh, I think I'm in the clear. It's like there was a real... I think I'm in the clear. There was a real famous one where like an Australian dude got away with it for like... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like kind of recently. Dude. He got away yeah. for like 30 years or and something. And I think a chick from a podcast like did a, po like, did a podcast about the murder and yeah. then solved it. Oh, that recent one. Yeah. The, the, the teacher and killed his wife to be with that like 16-year-old girl. Oh, there, yeah, there was that one as well. There was that one as well, but there was another one for sure. Yeah, dude, ones are like decades and decades later and because some fucking, yeah. honestly, some unfuckable white girl starts a true crime podcast. <laughs> you get, you and get, next thing you know, dude, you're in the you're fucking done. slammer. The slammer. Uh, dude, how long until you feel like you've got away with it? I reckon, realistically, say, say you fucking, say you moited someone. Yeah. And after five years, nothing's changed in your life. Yeah. I think at that point, maybe you start to feel like you might get away with it. That's funny. I was going to say five years too. Yeah. I was going to say, I reckon after, I reckon after three years, my, my ears are up and I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> we might be. I might be on here. Yeah. I might be on here for the rest of my life. And then, yeah, that five year mark comes back. You look at the date and you go, fuck, I can't, 2nd of October. 2018. Yeah. 
That's when I fucking. <laughs> that's yeah. when I popped that. For, that's when I killed Tupac Shakur. Yeah. And then next minute, you then you're like, fuck, hunt. I think I've gotten away with this. And then you just live a life that's that as long as I've been alive. Yeah, as long as I have been alive, that's how long. Like my whole life, yeah, getting guy, away with murder. Yeah, this guy's got another twenty-seven years of freedom. And then one day, some fucking out of breath detective on the news, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "We have arrested Taylor Coftry," and I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, <laughs> fuck, dude." <laughs> oh. And you're thinking like, "Fuck, was it something that I've done in the last like ten years?" That yeah, like, what have I done, dude? Good, you you reckon you get? Sloppy? I'm a good boy. You get sloppy. Well, I haven't read too much into this article, but apparently, the one of the things they've got is some self confession shit. But, dude, tell me that that wouldn't just be some, like, is, I don't know, how many dudes out there, but in the last 27 years, how many, like, quote-unquote tough guys Mm. you reckon have threatened someone with the line, I killed Tupac? Yeah. It would be the same amount of, like, people, how many Navy SEALs have admitted to shooting Bin Laden? Yeah. It's like, did all of you do it, dude? Yeah. Everyone got one in. Pretty sure there's only six of you there. I don't know how 13 of you have been like, I killed him. Yeah. It'd be like that. This <laughs> is my story. <laughs> oh, dude. That's so funny, man, to be like, do you reckon that it's the higher ranking detectives or like the lower ranking detectives that like get given like 30 year old cases? I reckon like the good detectives would start with it. And then I think eventually if it peters off or whatever... Mm. the buck just would get passed and there'd be some new investigation that they'd be chasing. Yeah, okay. You would be like, but when you become a detective, they're like, look, we'll give you some old shit, kind of low stakes, see if you can figure it out. Yeah. And if you're doing some good work, then we'll give you some like people are looking for answers now. Yeah. Type of shit. Yeah. Because I always remember watching like, remember that show Cold Case that would be on like free to air TV? Yeah, and CSI. Dude, I remember watching that like Cold Case and just being like, damn, I'm pretty sure they've just given the most like incompetent bitch in their department. (laughs) Like all of these like 40 year old cases no one gives a fuck about anymore because like CSI are fucking running around going like, yo, this shit happened last week, man. We need our best people on it. We don't need some girl who cries every episode. Yeah, dude. <laughs> to, to, to be hindering our fucking thing, dude. This is real life. Dude, CSI was fucking, at a point, was like one of the staples of our family bonding sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Dude, uh, we would we watched the original and we, we watched CSI Miami. Dude, Miami well. rips, yeah. And the funniest thing about CSI Miami is... Just, it wasn't until someone took the piss out of it that you realise how fucking stupid that it really is. Which which movie was it? Like... Mr. Who? Yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> fucking red nuts. Dude, how... In Miami. Dude, how fucking sick was like... Mid 2000s TV shows. Oh, dude, dude, they were fucking best. Dude, we peaked in like 2007. Yeah, dude, there were so many old good fucking shows. Did you ever watch the CSI Miami episode where there was a tsunami? I don't think so, dude. There was a tsunami in CSI Miami, <laughs> <laughs> and dude. there was like um, so, there was like a body found. 
And then they found that like it wasn't the tsunami that killed him, dude. It was it was he, this guy was murdered before the tsunami. Oh, dude, of course he was. And then they were like had to like solve a fucking murder or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of giving natural disaster relief. Yeah. They were like Nah, dude. dude and I'm you a know, detective, dude. You know in real life that a detective would just be like, oh, natural disaster, no work for me today? Natural disaster it was. Yeah, pretty sure a huge wave just smashed one of the most populated cities in Southern America. Yeah. We need to fucking do some stuff. Dude. We don't need, <laughs> who cares about this fucking guy? Back to work, guys. Let's go. We've got a moida to solve. That's so funny, dude. Do you know my family had, dude, you know it was a, a fucking... Um, you know, it was a, a bonding show for my family. World's wildest police videos. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing the high probability that you'd star in them one day. <laughs> we used to watch world's wildest police videos, dude, on Fox 8. Mm. And we used to fucking hit that. And then when we got rid of Foxtel, we would watch, dude, my family watched The Biggest Loser as a family. Oh, really? Biggest Loser as a family, and we watched Australian Idol as a family. Oh, no. Dude. None of them are good. None of them are good, dude. Fucking unreal, man. Unreal. But to be fair, watching The Biggest Loser was a lot of making fun of fat people. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. So that probably that's a little insight into all the listeners to why I'm the person I am, dude. <laughs> my formative years was me and my parents fat shaming people. At 7.30 p.m. on a weekday. On a weekday. Dude, how fucking funny is that? That's fucking... That is wild. It's wild that every family bonds to some different TV shows as well. Yeah. Every family's out there that were like, dude, Seven Heaven was our shit. Seven Heaven! <laughs> <laughs> dude, Seventh Heaven, man. Dude, didn't that guy be a pedo? Isn't the guy... Isn't like... One of them a pedo? I think the guy, like the main guy that's like the good family guy and the priest or whatever, I think he's a pedo in real life. Really? Yeah. Fuck, dude, that's I so can't, funny, I'm, I'm speaking out of term. We'll what a fucking, fucking random show, man. Oh, dude, the my, worst show. My family used to watch, do you ever watch like funny sound videos with your family? Rarely. My dad just had a low tolerance for that shit from a very low age. Really? Yeah. If the kids wanted to watch dumb shit like Big Brother, he's like, cool, I'm not watching that. Dude, you know what's funny, dude? Big Brother got banned in my house. Yeah. All yeah. that nudity, dude? Cause, yeah, cause you were like, staying up late night fucking jerking off to Sarah Marie doing a bum dance? Well, my parents already thought it was retarded and didn't like it being on. And then pretty much when, yeah, that guy, those guys like held that girl down in Turkey slap oh, on national yeah. television. They were like, none. You're not watching it. Australian television hasn't been the same since that moment. No, dude. I mean, it peaked. Yeah. Fred. We'll have a quick break. We'll be right back. Taylor Coftry. Mate. You know what this is? What? Ooh. One of the great drinks of our nation, a Victoria bitter, ladies and gentlemen. And we uh, we pretty much have found some something very compelling. Some breaking news, you reckon, Taylor? Breaking news. Well, it's actually... Well, we just looked a little bit further into this, uh, this Tupac Moida situation. Yeah, bro. And... Um, you found some. You've set. You found some exciting new light. Yeah, dude. Uh, Keefe D, person who has been charged with the killing of Tupac. Uh, apparently, uh, that all came about because over the course of, uh, I'd say over the span of a few years, he has been doing interviews, and 
He wrote a book. He wrote a book? He wrote a book. He released himself like a two-hour long fucking, not like a documentary, but pretty much as close to a fucking confessional as you can be without really confessing. So the police have basically just been hanging around waiting for this guy to just release more content because... You know these types of operators, mate. They're showboats. What, is this shit on YouTube or something? Full-blown on YouTube, a book on Amazon.com, all by this guy. Basically, <laughs> basically... Dude, I need to watch this fucking thing on YouTube. Dude, basically the cops were like, fucking hell, you know a fair bit about this case that we didn't know that you knew about, that you seem to be talking about to fucking... Vlad TV, you know that guy? Oh. <laughs> Bro, so he was on fucking Vlad TV. Dude, that's Vladimir Putin's personal channel, dude. For sure, dude, same vein. Vlad's just like, tell me, what happened to Tupac? And he just had to tell him. And he's just been talking, so they were like, fuck, yeah, you know a fair bit about this that we didn't know that you knew. We've been fucking talking to you for the past 27 years. You haven't said shit to us. And then fucking, you know, one of the smartest black guys starts talking to you and you're fucking like, oh, I'll tell you everything. And so they were just been sweating and then they were like, okay, well then we'll look into him a bit more. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, get, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Can't get charged. Dude, that's how you do an investigation. You go bing, bang, boom. It's a three-step process. Didn't we were joking around just before yeah. that they can't shut up, that they can't keep it to themselves, that there is 100% will be people out there, tough guy in. Yeah. They can't keep it to themselves. No, and didn't. they would be like, yo, yo, I fucking did it. Full-blown, made a fucking his own documentary about it and released a book. Dude, he snitched on himself. Snitched on himself. What a fucking... What a fucking moron. Dumbass. What a fucking moron cunt. <laughs> Imagine doing a crime and getting away with it for so long that you're like, dude, I'll solve it myself. Getting so confident that you tell on yourself. Dude, that's fucking absolutely wild. Degenerate behavior from this guy. So funny, bro. But now I want to buy his book. Me too, a little dude, bit. Dude, I want to know what the fuck happened. We should start a Sunday service book club and then, oh, like, and then like get us actually reading books. You, well, and we can talk about reading books. Because honestly, dude, in my opinion, the goat of podcasting, Matt McCusker, on an interview one time that he did on Barstool, said that he like just early on discovered the secret to podcasting. And he was like, I just discovered what nobody else who's in podcasting is like willing to do. Turns out if you just read one book, you can podcast for 12 hours. Yeah, and so that's just how... That's the secret to podcasting, dude. We need to be talking about more shit. Well, a book that I've read recently... What? This may surprise you, that I actually read. Yeah. But uh, on the trip to Brisbane, when I was getting delayed by, by hours to trying to get in, yeah. I picked up John Ibrahim's book, The Last King of the Cross. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's talk about Johnny Ibrahim, dude. Let's talk about fucking, and Johnny won't appreciate this name, Mr. Teflon John, but you can't throw shit at Johnny Ibrahim, dude, because it don't stick, dude. You fucking dipshit. Great book. Great book. Highly recommend. Fuck, cunt. You were so close. You fucking rope a me in, bro. You <laughs> roped me into thinking that you had like been fucking doing something and you're reading about underworld criminals in King's <laughs> Cross. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was sitting there thinking like, fuck, you're going to be like, yeah, dude, I've read fucking 12 Rules for Life. <laughs> nah, fuck that, I've read, I've read, I've read fucking Homo Sapiens by fucking Richard Gay Dawkins or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
No, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out what it's like. the enemy by fucking Ryan Holiday, dude. I've done a lot of work. You should check it out. And you're like, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> no fucking barefoot investor over here, dude. Oh. I'm... <laughs> Barefoot it's investor. It's fucking. Uh, is it sick, dude? I tell you, I tell you, I tell you this, right? Uh, and um, John can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I feel um, like yeah, it's they got the wrong guy. Eighty percent. Well, they never got him. <laughs> That's right. It's the man, um, dude. I feel like he's telling eighty percent of what he, or maybe even less than that. Maybe I can if I spoke to him. I reckon he would say, dude, I, I put about 30% of what I yeah, could in course, that Yeah, of course. That's believable for sure. Yeah. Bec- and I hope that... But you have to. You I, can't con- confess to everything. Yeah. You're put in jail. Yeah. I hope that yeah. I hope that what he has done is rewritten another one, like John Ibrahim, My Life, where he, him and his lawyer or whoever just work on writing this book to tell everything that he did. Mm. And then, you know... On like this can't get printed until he, like until he passes away. Oh yeah. So then when he passes away, bang! This book comes out. He's got like a tell-all of exactly what happened, so he can't get arrested or in trouble or whatever. But yeah, dude, that's, that's a some, sick move, isn't it? To like, what's it called? Like posthumously or post? I don't know. Yeah, what that whatever that word. Um, Post post nominously or something. That's like how Heath Ledger won the award. Like you win something or you're awarded something or you release something after you die. Oh, that's yeah. a fucking sick move, dude. Yeah, Tupac, our man, did that. Six albums. Dude, that's, isn't that <laughs> sick? Yeah, that's dude. a sick move, dude, to be like fucking Bruce Lerman from the Britney Higgins trial just releases a book and it just said, yeah, I did it. <laughs> OJ dies just like he's just gone, yeah, for sure I did it. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's the sequel to If I Did It. (coughs) If I would do it. Or yeah, if If I I did did it. it. That's also a boss move. The sequel is I actually did it. Oh. Yeah, I did it. That's so funny, man. But yeah, you hear like there's some uh, and what it made me do reading his book, it made me want to watch Underbelly Golden Mile again. Because I never saw that one. I only ever saw the first Underbelly, the one with like Carl fucking yeah, Carl, Carl Williams. Williams. That was sick. <clears throat> At the time, dude, that's what we're talking about. Peak Australian television. Oh, dude, how good was that? Dude, Underbelly, fucking when it first ripped, came out, dude. ripped. And then like you go back and you watch it now and you're like, I don't know why it ripped, but it ripped, dude. That era of Australian television, incredible. Yeah. Dude, Underbelly, Blue Water High. Blue, one of the greats. One of the fucking greatest shows of all time, dude. Blue Water High. Yeah. <clears throat> what else? Fuck, is that? dude. Obviously, Home and Away, the goat. Home and Away, the, the goat. The neighbors. Neighbors. Neighbors are right. Neighbors is goaded at goaded with the sauce for sure. Um, there was fucking dude. Thank God you're here. Thank first God you're season. Here. Thank God you're here was good. What about that one? Did you ever watch the TV show The Mole? I don't know if this is Bro, a slightly is that, different is era. The Mole. Yeah. So it's like it's like a group game show with say like sixteen contestants, and mm. everyone's doing these challenges, and if you complete the challenge, you win X amount of money that will go towards your final prize tally. Right. And in amongst one of these people, there's a <clears throat> there's a doity little mole, and they're trying to sabotage the mission because every mission that gets sabotaged, the mole gets that money to win. 
And then they got to go do, and then they got it. So they do these challenges and stuff, and then they have a quiz. And the quiz will be like, what color shirt was the mole wearing today? Or what was one accessory that the mole was wearing today? And it'll give you like a list of different accessories mm. that like different players are wearing. So say if you had a sweatband on or if someone had a bandana or some <coughs> shit. So they give like heaps so they don't give it away. But yeah. like those are what he did. It could have been, they could have been wearing this, but it'll also list people that aren't the mole. So oh. then you have a quiz and whoever scores <laughs> the lowest on who they think the mole is, bang, voted out. And then Oh and then, Dude that sounds sick Dude it's a hell show dude Dude that sounds fucking sick as fuck man. And then week by week Someone drops off And you get And the whole time You don't know who the mole is either So you're playing along at home Like it's definitely this cunt They did something so fucking But then what happens is Players start to realise Like they might clue onto the mole straight away But they don't want anyone else to know That that person's the mole Right So then they'll sabotage missions themselves <clears throat> Or, like, it'll we'll, do things to make players think that they're the mole. Because they want to get the prize for knowing who the mole is, yeah. not someone else. Yeah. Dude, that sounds sick, man. Dude, that was that on, like, Australian TV? Was that? Yeah, it was on Prime, I'm pretty sure. Fuck, bro. I never even knew that. Dude, I'm pretty sure you could watch, uh, you could, I think there was a season that was re-released in the past kind of, I want to say 18 months. Because I've definitely watched uh, re-released like a new edi- edition of it, and it's not as it's not as great. But the 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 view of playing along from home, bro, was a lockdown special, dude. Hell yeah, dude, dude. <coughs> fuck, sorry. Um, I have this like memory of a show that happened in like the mid two thousands, and I'm pretty sure it's real, but I don't know. Okay. Do you remember a show? It was an American show, but it was on Australian TV where like basically the premise of the show is that like they just take just like a bunch of children and just put them in a town in the middle of the desert with no adults and then just see what they do. No, dude, I don't <laughs> remember. Dude, I'm pretty sure it was called Kid Nation and it was like, and it got cancelled, like not even like, I don't think it even finished the, sh- the season. But it was basically what was happening was they just took a bunch of kids from like the youngest being like six or something and the, the, and the oldest being like 13. Yeah. And they just took like 30 kids and they put them in this like abandoned like old western town with obviously like no devices, basically like plunking a bunch of kids in like the early 1800s yeah. wild west. And then, and then just, like, let them... Dude, I wouldn't know what to do in the Wild West right now. Bro, they What's gave them... What's a six-year-old going to do? Dude, they gave them, like... They would have to do... It was a game show, so they still had to do, like, challenges and shit. And, like, the win... What you would win is... <laughs> what you would win Can is... Can of baked beans? Yeah, like, food and shit. But what they would do is they would have challenges and shit... And they would be like, if you won or whatever, you... Because you were the winner, you got to, like, choose... Between like two prizes, but because they're all like kids, it was like, <laughs> it would be like, it would be like, hey, do you want to have like, um, <laughs> do you want to have like 30 rations of bread or do you want these bubbles or some yeah. shit? And like the, to- the 10 year old's like, definitely blow bubbles. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> instead of like have getting water for like yeah. all of these kids and shit. <laughs> and they would have like animals and they would have to care for the animals. And then they ran out of food one time and they, they had came up with the idea to like kill one of the chickens and eat the chickens. But like one of like the young girls was like a, like a like loved animals and shit like that, and she like full did a protest and like chained herself to the fucking chicken coop. What the f- where the fuck she getting chained, dude? Are you sure this is a real Bro, show? Bro, I swear on my life, this it's is called fucking Kid real, dude. Nation. It's called Kid Nation. Dude. Have you done and like they, and they had like teams and shit? Oh, this is all just coming back to me now. They had like teams and stuff, and like there would be like three kids got to be like the leaders of the team. And, the, uh, and they would be like, have the final say on all these teams. Because they were competing. Because it was like still a game show. <clears throat> and then like, they, dude, there was a fucking episode that I still remember now. Where like, they had like a mutiny on all of, where basically like, now that we're halfway through the competition, the all of your teams can vote to either keep your leader or like replace your leader. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. So they were, and then they would be like camp and then they were like, we're voting in a week. And they started running like campaigns of like, vote for me. I'm a sick cunt. He's fucking gay. You'll get Snickers like, bars. That type of shit, dude. Yeah. And then it was like this one girl, she was a little bitch, little bossy bitch. Boom. Unanimous. You're out of here. Replaced with like the cool girl who was like cool. Dude, the other, other girl crying. That's fucking funny. One team, <laughs> one, one team. I remember being like, our leader was like the guy who fucking cut the head off the chicken and like, <laughs> and like fed us. Definitely keeping him. And then there was one where like it was like a neck and neck, and a guy, a kid got voted out. And dude, they just filmed this kid crying. <laughs> <laughs> Crying and being like, I thought I was doing a good job. And like full crying and shit with like sad music over this kid crying because he got voted to not be the leader of this <clears throat> crazy thing that they were doing, dude. That's they so just dumb. left them out there. <laughs> That's so dumb, cut. with cameras everywhere, and then they just had to like do what they were fucking doing and shit. And I, and then it, yeah, and they got fucking cancelled, dude. And I'm I think about now like years later, and I just go, that is. How the fuck did they even get that far to to get to the point when where... When was it made? It was like the mid-2000s. I'll look it up right now. Bro, I remember watching it. I watched it in, when I was like in year five or something, dude. You found, a, you found it? Bro, online? here it is. Kid Nation, 2007. <laughs> An American reality television show hosted by Jonathan Karish. <laughs> Dude, I cannot believe this is a real show. Yeah, bro. Dude, after they tried to, the children were trying to create a functionally society, functioning society in a town, including setting up a government system with minimal adult help and supervision. Yeah, dude, what the fuck, dude? I'll read some of this stuff that was that fucking basically happened, dude. Kid Nation raised questions about the appropriate minimum age of participants in reality shows. So, like, this show spurred on, like, a whole thing of where they were, like, are they too young to do this? And now, like, a bunch of laws are created because of this show. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> um, one kid um, burnt her face while cooking a meal with hot grease. Holy fuck. Yeah, dude, because it was like a bunch of like 12-year-old kids, like young kids, just like cooking in kitchen, kitchens and shit. 
One of them burnt their fucking face. Um, yeah, uh, health issues were also raised. Parents were required to sign a 22-page waiver that disavowed any responsibility on CBS or production for any harm or medical care given to their children. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's um, so sneaky that they just maneuvered that in. Eleven year old, knowing that no common person is going to read twenty two <laughs> yeah. pages of an agreement if their kid's going to get the money. Yep, Child Protective Services got involved after eleven year old Devard Miles was burned when grease splattered onto her face while cooking a meal. Her mother Janice Miles filed a complaint in June, calling for an investigation into abusive acts to minors and possible violation of child labor laws. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Dude, this is crazy. I've never heard of this show. Kid Nation, what the fuck? Yeah, bro, and a fucking um two sep on two separate occasions ambulances were called and kids taken away after one child accidentally consumed bleach. Oh my god. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And since then a whole bunch of these kids have done like a where are they now type programs oh, where they talk Jesus. about the experience and most of them are like, yeah, it kind of like traumatized me for a while. Oh my god. They dude. they had no electricity, they had barely had any running water. They fucking um had were <clears throat> out in the middle of the desert which gets cold as fuck at night with like just like blankets living on like card like hardwood floors and shit like they had like no beds they had to like that dude they didn't have was, beds dude dude it was fucking crazy and like i said they fooled a bunch of children they'll like make a government so they were like giving them these rules sort of like quasi rules to follow real low level type of stuff and then just see how they fucking operated. Dude, they were like backstabbing each other. They were running fucking smear campaigns against each other and shit. <laughs> just like, bro, do you know fucking David Pixie's nose? Yeah. One I should be the leader of this child's yeah. town. Yeah, dude. Fuck. He's just like, do you know that fucking Johnny's accepting payments from fucking big corporate entities right now, dude? That's funding his entire campaign. Do you know that he's going to promote the use of painkillers in society? He's going to sign off on it. Yeah, bro, and, like, when it came out, people were, like, already, like, what the fuck is this? Like, people were, like, ringing up the, the station being like, what the fuck are you showing? Yeah. And then, like, yeah, eventually it fucking got cancelled. But since then, it's had, like, a resurgence on the internet, apparently, and, like, people are, it's now, like, a cult classic TV show where people are re-watching it now and just being like, this is fucking incredible. Dude, that's wild times. Fucking Kid Nation. Dude, imagine signing up your kid for that. Oh. Like I said, dude, people wouldn't read those 22 pages. They'd be way too lazy to read 22 pages. Dude, 40 kids between the ages of fucking like 7 and like 13. Yeah, that's fucked. Just out in the town. Dude, <laughs> let me tell you something right now, dude. If I was like 11, 12, 13 and I got put in that shit, I would have been a dictator. I would have been a dictator straight away, dude. I would have ran shit. I would have ran shit so fucking quick, dude. I was, I was like mature for my age when I was young. So I, like, I don't believe that for a second. No, I was, dude. I got overtaken very quickly. But like when I was like in year five or year six, I remember like thinking being like everyone here is like retarded. Like I knew, I remember thinking more than other year fives. And then, you know, year eight came and fucking everyone. But like I remember at that time being like, dude, if I was in Kid Nation, I would have like beaten up like a smaller kid in front of everyone. Oh, you would have went the old exert dominance play? Yeah, I would have done the exert dominance play. <clears throat> Dude, it would have been so sick. 
Imagine if you and I, you and you and me, thirteen year olds in Kid Nation. Uh, dude, as a thirteen year old, I would have been a little wimpy bitch. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, not. I'd like, already been shoplifting for like two or three years. I would have just been. Uh, I would have just been there for comic relief. I would have yeah. been like the town jester, of just people being like, "We don't beat him up because he makes us laugh." But if he didn't make us laugh, we would beat him up. Dude, that's so fucking funny, dude. Imagine getting the phone call of one of those parents being like, listen, don't freak out. I know you had your concerns. It was a lengthy process to get you to sign that 22-page waiver. I understand that. Your your son's drank bleach. Your son has Your son has consumed bleach. Now... Whose fault is it? It's not for me to say. But he's in intensive care right now. <laughs> you better fly fucking down here. Yeah, and when you get down here, you can check into a hospital. They've got a little stay there for you guys to chill. And if you read uh, page 19 in the 22-page uh, waiver, it says that we actually won't be liable for any of this and we won't be up to pay for it. So your kid is on in intensive care. If you want him to survive, it's going to cost roughly $150,000 a day. We're anticipating him being in there for 14 days. Yes. Normally, CBS would cover him being airlifted to the hospital, but you did sign page 13 of the 22-page waiver. waiver, which is a hotly debated topic, but it comes up a lot. And I know you said, what if my son drinks bleach? And we said, look, that's probably not going to happen. You're being crazy. Stop fucking standing in your way of your kid having success. Stop being jealous of your kid. You know how we gaslit you into signing this waiver? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny because I remember at the start of our first initial conversation that you also believed that your son could be a superstar. Maybe this is the step that takes him to the next realm. Look, if anything, we, <laughs> we can look at this as a positive. Your kid's willing to do whatever it takes. And that's the kind of commitment that we need on this show. In, and in this business... That's who get, hey, how do you think everyone ends up on Survivor, dude? Yeah. They work their way up to Survivor going through the ranks of these type of crazy shows that only last one season. They're like, who do you think, who do you think discovered the Jackson 5? We did, right? Yeah. We saw the potential in these young superstars. We funded them. We made them who they are now. And, you know, your kid did drink bleach. But the way that we look at him is maybe you guys could be the next Jacksons. Yes. Maybe we can take you to the promised land and maybe this is the small stepping stone that we needed to cross on that next level to greatness. And we can't be liable, but we will take you to greatness, but we can't be liable because you signed the waiver. But we are willing to go to greatness with you and your family. Listen, I know this is an unfortunate situation, but need I remind you, Who's signed on to this talent agency? Hilary Duff. Amanda Bynes. Right? We've got, we, we just signed this new up-and-coming tri trio, the Jonas Brothers. Ever heard of them, dude? Heard of those guys? Ever fucking heard of these guys? Listen, I'm just saying, we breed superstars. And it's unfortunate that your kid drank bleach. It is. In a town in... Desert, Arizona, with 39 other kids. All right, understand that. That's bad. But we think he has it. Look, we don't, we, he's got it. 
we don't know what we we can't really quantify what it is, but he has it. We knew that Hillary Duff had it, mm. and Hillary Duff hit someone in a hit and run vehicle. All good. <laughs> we got out of it. We adapt. We improvise. We overcome. Your son drank bleach. We improvise. We adapt. We overcome. What makes him the next superstar? Because we know he's got it. So it's just a matter of time before we get him on the Disney Channel. Yeah, he'll be singing. You guys will have four hundred million dollars in a year. Everything's going to be gravy. What's the next steps after the bleach? Well, that's up to you guys. Guys, listen. Mishaps happen all the time in this industry, right? The red-headed girl from That's So Raven, all right? She had an abortion in a back alley and we covered it up. We covered it up. Some things just fucking need to be covered up, dude. There's some things that the media doesn't need to know. And if that happens, then we cover it up. Look, and sometimes, like what Taylor said, mistakes happen. Michael Jackson got his whole face lit on fire filming a Pepsi commercial. Yeah. This wasn't even a commercial for the bleach. Imagine how good that their sales would be if we did promote it this way. But that's not the case. The case is that you sign the waiver and your kid's in hospital. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf fucking <laughs> Shia, Shia LaBeouf strangled one of his even Stevens co-stars to death. We covered it up. And he just starred in Transformers. And we covered it up because he has it. Because he has it, dude. You remember Holes? That movie rips. H- Holes is a classic. Okay, you know what's also ripped? Your son's esophagus because he drank bleach, but he has it. He's got it. He's got it. So if you could please stop hysterically crying and grow up, all right, now let's take over the world. <laughs> now go pay some medical bills and then we'll take this kid to the where he needs to go. And that's it. <laughs> that's how they get out of it, dude. Dude, what a fucking crazy Dude, that show. was that was the longest rant from you saying, like, imagine that phone call. I feel like that was 75 minutes of us <laughs> telling the parents basically to suck eggs because they signed a waiver. They signed a fucking waiver, man. What do you want from They me? should never fucking have done that. All right, should we do a fucking a roast and get out of here? A roast? Let's get into a bit of this one, mate. The Sunday Roast. Taylor, you said you wanted to kick this uh, Sunday roast off with someone that uh, ruined some of your Christmas on the weekend. AFL Grand Finals at Christmas. Bro, those who watched it would have known that Kiss were the pregame entertainment. Yes. Dude, and they fucking ripped, dude. They were fucking unreal. That was so sick. Like, pyro everywhere. The stage was like fucking the whole center square. Like, even further out into the wing, like, massive stage. There was, like, little kids dressed up as kids fucking dancing in, like, formation and stuff. They played the fucking absolute bangers, bro. Yeah, nice. Absolute bangers. Just, we're so sick. Get to the end. They're doing that thing that rock bands do where they're just going fucking bam, like, fucking thing. The drums are going fucking ding, ding, ding. The pyro's fucking going. The whole crowd's like, whoa, like, fucking getting up because it ripped. Like, 100,000 people were just like, this is fucking sick. Getting everyone up. Then Paul Stanley, the fucking lead guitarist and singer, swinging his fucking guitar around, dude. Swinging it around. The camera is swinging him. Then goes out to the crowd. Then fucking goes to, like, little kids. Swinging, swinging. Pyro going everywhere. They're still doing the fucking doom, 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 doom. Goes to smash his guitar. They cut away to something else. What? And then, yeah, dude. And then just cut back to him just standing there with a smash guitar. Oh, Bro, no. come on, dude. 
Come on, bro. One fucking job, cunt. Oh, they dude. cut it away to some bullshit like crowd reaction. Who gives a fuck, dude? And he was swinging his guitar around for fucking ages. It was a real drawn out like ending. Yeah. Crescendo right to the fucking end. It was going to be sick, dude. And then the last fucking... Bow! He smashed his guitar. No one got to see it. Dude, that's fucking so shit from that <laughs> Criminal. Dude, fuck. That guy won't have his job. Did this guy woke up on Sunday and was like, I lost my job, dude. For sure, cunt. Or at least reprimanded or something, bro. Like one of the, That's such a sick moment and you never got to see it. Yeah. Like in the moment. Like you got to see replays because there's a thousand cameras on everything. But like the fact that like whoever was in control, like the the production director, yeah, the closest guy was was like fucking pressing the buttons to where the, which cameras go on what. Come on, what the fuck, bro? And I remember watching it going, what the fuck? And then I was like looking online and stuff, and everyone was like, they missed the fucking guitar smash. <laughs> <laughs> people were fucking fuming, dude. Yeah, dude. People like there was neutral supporters there that were there just for the guitar smash. Oh. Dude, there were Kiss fans there who got tickets to the AFL Grand Final so they could see Kiss. That's fucking hectic. And honestly, they didn't disappoint. So, like, no sh- fucking shit on them. They were fucking unreal. But fucking missing the guitar smash, dude. That's your roast. Not a, not a good omen. My, um, my, my roast this week is a woman that sues Disney after a painful wedgie at Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. Mm. So, uh, a woman... Father lawsuit against Walt Disney Parks and Resorts on Wednesday claiming she suffered serious injuries through a painful wedgie at the Typhoon Lagoon years ago. Right. According to court records, the lawsuit said that the woman visited the park in October 2019 for her 30th birthday and she decided to ride the human Cowabunga, which I can only assume... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? A large high-speed water slide featuring near-vertical five-story drop. Sick. As instructed, at the top of the slide, she got into crossing her legs and ankles through she was... (coughs) Yeah, sorry. As instructed, at the top of the slide, she got in while crossing her legs and ankles... She was slammed down towards against the slide whilst riding down the lawsuit claims. According to the court filing, the impacts of the slide caused the swim chute to be painfully forced between her legs and water to be violently forced inside her. Yeah. I've, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yep. So, okay. So as a result, she suffered immediate severe internal pain, court reco- records. She was taken to hospital and was treated by a specialist for the injuries, ultimately suffering severe lacerations. Oh, damn, dude. And damage to her internal organs. And a hernia, according to one lawsuit. I think the hernia may have been there beforehand. Dude, you know what, dude? That's what you get for having such loose holes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get for having such fucking loose holes, lady. Don't have such loose holes. So, so I'll, I'll just finish this you saying, can't that, saying that the lawsuit accused Disney of negligence for not uh, warning riders about the risks of the water slide and not informing riders about the proper, proper protective swimwear. The woman is seeking compensation of damages for over $50,000. Okay. So, what so a $50,000 loose hole, you reckon? What has happened here is that someone who... I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that this isn't the skinniest lass we've ever laid eyes on. 
Oh, okay. You know? This chick's probably pretty. I mean, I understand that it's a big water slide. You're going pretty quick. But in order for you to terminate, to, dude, um, in order for you to generate as much terminal velocity that it takes <laughs> for the pressure of the water to shoot up your loose holes and cause lacerations, that's that's a lot of momentum. If you catch my drift, oh, that's okay. a lot of fucking momentum. Yeah, okay, there was a lot of uh, that's, a, that's a lot of velocity. Weight, that's a lot of weight times speed equals velocity. Dude. Yeah, okay, that's a lot of that. A lot of velocity coming out of the shoe. And if you're not wearing p- proper protective gear, that's your fucking fault, bitch. Wear PPE in there. What d- d- work boots? Do you, does every fucking establishment have to baby you through what you should and shouldn't wear on fucking water slides, cunt? Yeah. What a dumb bitch. Go out there in a wetsuit. Chasing money, dude. And you know what? It's always funny about these things. So many of these lawsuits never go anywhere. But lawyers, when they're approached with someone who's like dumb enough to think that this is like a thing they could win, lawyers just take cases all the time knowing that they're going to get paid by that person for fees anyway. Yeah. They know... In a heartbeat that she's not winning it, a fucking thing. And this is, they're like, how much can we get? But they're going against Disney. So they're yeah. probably thinking, oh, this is a good, cheap, easy win. They'll pay us to go away. Because they do. And the a lot price, of the times they do. They're like, yeah, whatever. Here's fucking 20 grand. And it's the price they pay us. will be, yeah, just a fucking, a minor inconvenience. It's a parking ticket to them. Yeah. Just get out of here, you bum. Here's 50K. So put some new fucking, yeah. put some new uh, warning signs at the top of the slide. We're back. So, yes, dude, so just like a fat chick with loose holes just got fucked by Disney water and is now like, yo, I should get 50 grand. (laughs) (laughs) Moral of this story, moral of the episode, guys, don't be a fat mole with loose holes. Yeah, come on, tighten up your holes. Tighten up the holes, have some self-respect. Make sure that you follow the great Taylor Coftry. Yep. At Taylor Coftry on Instagram. We are doing shows in Brisbane the 27th, 28th of October. Follow me at... Bradley Bishop underscore. I hate saying this shit, by the way. Yeah, it's it feels, fucking gay. It isn't feels it? Ga- gay and cheesy and corny. It's so gay. Um, and Taylor, where's your other gig in Sydney? Um, I'm doing Breaking Comedy in Penrith on Friday, the 10th of November. In so a Broncos jersey. Probably in a Broncos jersey. So I do that. I'm also going to be at the Newcastle Comedy Club on the, uh, I think it's the 14th and 15th of October. And also the tenth and twelve, the eleventh and twelfth of November, and the twenty fifth, twenty sixth of November. So just come, come check out the Newcastle Comedy Club for all the uh, great acts that they've got on their cunt. As always, smoke weed every day and chill to the next episode, dude. Anyone for real though, our listeners, watch Kid Nation. Watch Kid, dude. Nation. Watch Kid Nation and then fucking tell tell us about it. Let's go.